This is Box Score, brought to you by Games Radar, and I'm your host, Richard Grisham. Making any kind of AAA sports game is a challenge these days for dozens of reasons, but making a AAA sports game for a brand new console at launch, especially when there's no date or even final specs, and the controllers unlike anything we've ever seen before? Yes, Nintendo's Wii U is coming this year, that much we know. What we don't know yet, of course, is exactly what date it hits or how much it costs, but those are just details. Under those circumstances, two men are creating launch titles of EA Sports' biggest brands, Madden NFL and FIFA. So we sat down with the producers of both of these games to learn just what it means to craft these titles in such an uncertain situation and with the eyes of the video game world upon them. So in part one, we chat with Yuri Bilaskursky, the man behind uh, Madden NFL 13 for the Wii U. And in part two, we chat with Matt Pryor, the man bringing FIFA 13 to the platform. So this is part one, Yuri Bilaskursky and Madden NFL 13 for the Wii U. All right, we're here with Yuri Bielaskursky, and Yuri, you have uh, you have the honor or privilege or bad fortune to be uh, <laughs> a two-time returning guest to the Box Score Show. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you. <laughs> we uh, we're talking with Matt Pryor as well, who uh, is also a uh, two-time returner. So the both of you are basically coming back at the same time for the second time. So I guess uh, excellent. I guess I uh, I must have treated you at least well enough to come back. So I, I'm happy about that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we had a great time the last time with uh, with Blitz. So well, thank you uh, for taking the time. You were knee deep in the middle of I would imagine finalizing Madden 13 for the Wii U, um, and we're going to get into everything about the game. Um, but uh, before we get that, I just you know the when we did speak last time it was in January of 2012 about Blitz uh which was a lot of fun mm-hmm. I still go back and play it sometimes too um when did you find out about your assignment of getting Madden for the Wii U were you already working on it at least a little bit when we spoke in January or like what's kind of the timeline as to when you got when you knew that you were going to be building this game um, if I recall correctly, it was right around that time. Um, it definitely wasn't very, very long after that. Um, I mean, uh, I don't recall, you know, how everything sort of blurs together when oh, you're in sure. this industry because, <laughs> but, um, as far as I remember, yeah, it was pretty much, uh, we rolled right off of Blitz and onto this, uh, or into the pre-production phase of this, um, in that, uh, sort of January, February, uh, time frame. So what was your reaction uh, to getting, you know, this assignment, which is, you know, in your history? And you've got a you got a long history, which, you know, we went over the first time we spoke. But, you know, you've been making games for a while, but I would imagine this is one of the more unique assignments you've ever had. So what did you think when you first found out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, it's always exciting to work on, um, you know, a new console because, uh uh, you know, it, it comes with all of the sort of uh, bells and whistles that, you know, previous consoles didn't have. You know, you get to uh, really stretch your uh, creativity, uh, or hopefully you get to stretch your creativity with, uh, you know, the new features that the console may provide. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I've had the uh, I've had the privilege to be able to work on, um, 
on both the Wii and now the Wii U and uh, take advantage of, you know, the, the cool things that, that both consoles can do. So, yeah, I mean, when I found out, it was, uh, you know, it, it definitely started, you know, the, uh, the squirrel running a little faster and, you know, made me want to uh, try to figure out what cool things we could do with this. So you just answered one of my questions, which is, had you ever made anything for a Nintendo platform before? So you, you have. Mm-hmm. You've worked on the, the Wii as well. Any other Nintendo platforms? Uh, nope. That would be it, unless you would consider, like, I mean, uh, you know, GameCube, but sort of, you know, that was when we were working. Um, Madden would come out on, you know, all three platforms in, in tandem. So, uh, it wasn't like directly on the GameCube, but yeah, I mean, okay. indirectly worked on the GameCube, but uh, directly specifically worked on a game specific for the Wii. We did. Uh, I worked on Madden 10, uh, which is where we introduced like um, point and pass and all of those uh, the the interesting mechanics. And um, yeah, so that was that was another great experience. Um, you know, it's it's all cool. It's all great and fun. You know, to be able to to player in those worlds so what's the first thing you think when you get your hands on the wii u dev kit and more importantly the controller because this is not like anything we've ever had before it combines a touch screen and buttons and sticks and gyroscopes and all sorts of stuff so mm-hmm. <laughs> first time yeah you get your hands on it what are you thinking um, you know, it's really about familiarizing yourself with it, right? Um, it's kind of like you're you're given your uh, your tool chest, and you know the first thing you want to do is kind of pull out all the tools and figure out like what does what and how does this work and what can I potentially use this tool for and how does that apply to the project that I you know I'm working on. Um, so it was really about sort of getting really familiar with the controller um, and keep in mind too that. It makes it difficult because this is the first time that the controller and the, the console has been sort of given over to a developer. So we don't have any previous games to sort of uh, see how maybe other people have utilized it and, right. and examples. So everything is from scratch, right? It's like you kind of have to um, – uh, you don't have like a, a demo or anything to really uh, feel it out. So, you you know, there's some uh, – you know what the – the, the pamphlet tells you about what it's supposed to be able to do. Um, the rest of it is just sort of like your, you know, use your imagination to uh, figure out like what you can utilize this thing for. So how how do you speak on that then? So how do you go about learning to build games for it? I mean, do, do you get training? Do Nintendo folks come over and say, hey, here's how this stuff works, or here's some ideas that we have to help you documentation i mean how does that work or does it you basically you get a shipment of some development kits and here you go have fun um yeah you know kind of in a nutshell it it is a lot of trial and error and just sort of um from the design perspective at least you know it's uh nintendo's um typically been very helpful uh you know i've been in constant contact with them throughout this entire process and like asking them questions about like you know will the tab you know will the uh the gamepad be able to do this will it um you know will the user be able to you know utilize that i mean it's um it's a lot of sort of guessing and assuming and then verifying with the 
with Nintendo and whether things would work or, you know, if we were thinking about doing something this way, you know, would you guys be okay with that? Will it be able to handle this? You know, it's, um, there's a lot of back and forth, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. So there's no, unfortunately, yeah, there's no like, hey, here's the Bible of, you know, the Wii U and everything you could possibly need to know or want to do uh, is right here. Um, that, uh, that doesn't, it that never happens on any new console. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, too, because as somebody who's not familiar with how this works, especially with the new console, I mean, you it should be a win-win. Not that it's not, but, I mean, it should be a win-win mm-hmm. proposition, right? I mean, clearly, you know, Electronic Arts and Nintendo, two powerhouses, for the Wii U to be successful or the best chance to have it be successful is to, at launch, have as many great games. So... Absolutely. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like clearly they are being helpful to you. It's just, you know, it's interesting the dynamics of that, especially to somebody who, who hasn't directly worked on a, a, a the building a video game for a launch platform. It's mm-hmm. just an interesting dynamic. Yeah, and you got to keep in mind too that you know it's not even just the developer that's learning how to use this thing at the same time. I mean the uh, uh, the manufacturer. I mean Nintendo in this case. Um, you know they're also still, you know, they they change this thing still goes through iterations over the whole course of, you know, when we first got it, between when we first got it and, you know, when this thing is going to go out the door, uh, you know, it's changed multiple times, you know, and new things get added and things get removed and um, you kind of have to adjust with them, you know, and communication is just the key. It's just, uh, you have to be in constant uh, contact with them and, and stay on top of like all of these changes and um and just sort of roll with the punches and go with the flow you know that's something else that i just recently learned uh about about this is that they are like you say giving you regular new updates and as a guy who builds software for a living when you're building software on a platform and then you're given a new version of that that can break things things that Mm -hmm. are completely unexpected or thing yep. you know you might not even think to test something because well this thing has always worked like that <laughs> not trying to get you stressed out here but that must wreak some <laughs> havoc on your uh, production schedules I would think yeah absolutely um, you know you're I wouldn't say you're in a constant state of adjustment but uh, you're we build that into our schedule right so I mean we have to uh, pad our estimates in a way that um, accounts for a certain amount of risk and a certain amount of changes and and unexpected uh, developments, right? So um, that's that's something that you know we're just aware of because we have the experience of working, uh, you know, through multiple console generations, and we have people that have the experience that kind of have an idea of what to expect and um, and what can go wrong. So uh, we try to do our best to, to sort of plan for it up front. That's where experience must be good. I mean, I would imagine then that you. And the guys on your team, you were able to, as best you could, select guys that you know would be more suitable to this kind of environment than an environment where you're building on the 360 or the PS3 where the specs have been the same for five, six, seven years. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, definitely. We've got a great group of guys here, um, a great team that has uh, a lot of years uh, behind them. And um, they they make, you know, they try to make the, the right calls and the right decisions based on uh, everything that they've 
uh, experience beforehand. So. so let's talk about the early days of the development for this. So you got the first dev kit, you got your controller in your hand. So what are some of the first few ideas you had for Madden specifically for the Wii U once you did get sort of acclimated with the controller and the hardware? Well, I mean, I would say the first, you know, the the big, you know, you look at the controller, and obviously the first thing that sort of grabs your attention is, of course, the touch screen. You know, it's um, uh, how do we how do we make the the best use of this? And so that was kind of um, that's where we started, right? This is going to be the one thing uh, that people are going to expect us to utilize, right? So um, it was just a matter of coming up with, uh, you know, of course, you, you go through the whole pre-production process and you you brainstorm ideas and uh, come up with high concepts and then uh, iterate on those concepts and, and sort of uh, whittle things down and, and um, shape them into what your final feature set is going to be. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, at the beginning, it was all about, you know, how can we really... Um, there, were, there were a couple of tenants that I wanted to make sure that, that we uh, adhered to. Um, the first, namely, being uh, we want to be a core Madden user experience. Um, I think in the past we had kind of diverged from that on previous Nintendo platforms, on the mm -hmm. Wii specifically. Mm -hmm. And um, this was really kind of we wanted uh, we wanted to make an effort to sort of come back to go back to our roots. Um, you know, make sure that this was a a simulation uh, football experience first and foremost. And and then uh, from there, like, how do we utilize, you know, this this new tool that we've been given to enhance that experience for people on this platform? Um, so one of the uh, the most important things to me was um, is how do we bring out, uh, you know, how do we make this experience better through making it faster, making it more intuitive? Um, you know, how do we target both uh people that have been playing Madden for a number of years, as well as, uh, you know, more, the more casual type crowd that uh, may be coming from the Wii and into the Wii U. Uh, how do we make the, their experience on this um, just as entertaining? You know, that's so, the... And that's always the challenge. I was going to say, that's the eternal question, right? Is Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, everybody knows that the modern AAA sports game is a complicated affair. And if exactly. you haven't been playing Madden for a few years or NBA or NHL or really, you know, or FIFA, you know, if, if you are not a savvy modern sports console gamer, it is daunting, if not for some people, impossible to get in and yeah, play. Yeah, I, <laughs> we definitely had our work cut out for us. Um, no doubt about it. Um, but um, the great thing is, is that you kind of already, um, so as long as the approach was how do we make what's already there better for these core Madden users, right. um, the way that we deliver that through the touchscreen is already more intuitive and more uh, inviting to a new user because it, it is touch-based, right? So it's very um, – as long as we're doing our job, it's very easy to understand. Uh, it makes people want to sort of, you know – uh, tap around on the screen and play with it and uh, explore it, you know. Um, so that those are things that are appealing to a casual user, right, who don't necessarily have to understand the complexity behind what's going on, but they can explore what's going on and then slowly learn, you know, what the, the intricacies and complexities behind uh, what it is that they're doing is, is 
happening. So yeah, and I definitely want to I want to get into this uh, a lot more in in a little bit because I think this is probably of all the things going on, what you have happening on the uh, on the touchscreen is the coolest thing. But before I get there, um, that's the other thing. But you mentioned is like you don't really know. Nobody does the true demographic of the Wii U group, right? I mean, right. the Wii was obviously the casual, you know, the grandma bowling, you know, the stereotype of that. Uh, mm-hmm. The Wii U, I mean, and, and you you know better than anybody uh, right now is from a technical perspective and from a controller perspective, it's a pretty powerful machine, and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as if it's aimed toward that same demographic, but. So it, that must make it even more challenging for you because, okay, well, it's not just for the casuals. But, you, I mean, bottom line is without me right. rambling incoherently, you don't exactly know the demographic that's going to have a Wii U at launch and by Madden. No, and all we can do is um, – I mean, my approach at the beginning of this was to basically follow Nintendo's lead. Um, they're, I feel like they're positioning this console to be more – of a gamer's console right. um, and less so of a, uh, you know, Wii U or sorry, a Wii family type crowd, you know, casual crowd. Interesting. Um, that, that's not to say that, I mean, clearly they are making features for sure. those types of people. I mean, they've got the, uh, um, I forget what the, uh, the, the amusement park. Um, Nintendo land coming I think. out is. But, yeah, the Nintendo Land, right. So, I mean, that's clearly um, meant to sort of cater to both sides. Like, here's how you use our controller, and here's some fun games to do that. Um, but it's clearly no Wii Sports, right? It's not nearly as simple as that. Um, um, and and it seems like, you know, they're reaching out much more to third parties to bring, you know, the hardcore titles to this to this platform. Um, and so, you know, that kind of resonated, I think, with uh, with what we were thinking and um, – and so we wanted to support that, right? And again, that was kind of the – that's why we're making this emphasis on bringing it back to the core experience um, and making sure that we're uh, supporting what Nintendo wants for their console and at the same time supporting what our players want you know, out of a Madden game, right? They have come to expect a certain experience when they purchase a Madden product, and we just want to make sure that we're delivering that experience to them. So – when you're okay, so you you know now that you're building the Wii U, you get the dev kit, you start doing some of the things that you're doing. Was Madden Wii U built from the ground up? I mean, you, you did mention a lot was from scratch, but were you able to leverage tech from other game code to sort of give you at least a foundation to draw upon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our football uh, our football titles all kind of derive from a. A central code base, and okay. um, you know, we—that's that's where we start. Um, a lot of these things are, you know, there's no reason to make them uh, platform, you know, agnostic or anything. So we share all of that stuff, you know. So the 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 player rosters and the stadiums and all that kind of stuff is all um, sort of already there for us, right? So we're basically building on top of that foundation and then adding, uh, you know, the Wii U specific stuff to that. One of my favorite things whenever I talk to guys like your, yourselves, especially when they're doing something new like this, is to ask you to think of a few of those aha moments you have um, right. early on, you know, the first time you see it running or the first time a certain feature 
that you had sort of whiteboarded or not, and then you actually see in the game. So I, you know, I'll just ask you that question. What were your first one or two or three aha moments that you had when uh, you uh, really got deep into building Madden 13 on the Wii U? Um, so I would say that um, most of our aha moments come through um, the playtesting that we do on this game. So, again, you know, sort of with a new um, a new way to interface with the game, we have to do the you know the uh, the necessary research into uh, how do other touch enabled devices work, um, what's the user experience, and what are the expectations from the user from a user who's familiar with touch enabled devices. Um, and then, you know, from there we create prototypes and put them in front of people and test them and see, you know, hey, does this feel comfortable to you? If not, what's wrong with it? So I think a lot of our aha moments kind of came out of that where uh, we may have thought one thing and then after putting it in front of somebody, they completely uh changed our mind right or, or we, we we were completely wrong you know um and that's just uh that's just an element of game development right it's always right. kind of that uh you're you're most of the time are not going to have the right answer <laughs> you constantly have to be uh getting feedback from people so that um you can iterate on on your designs and your ideas and uh and at the end of it you know come out with a much better solution that that um caters to as many people as possible so, um, so yeah, so through our playtesting, I think, um, you know, things like just how do people react to what we're showing them on the screen? Like, did this make sense to them? Is this more of, um, the, does the screen, uh, have more of an aesthetic, uh, pleasing look to it or, and it's less functional or do you prefer that? Or do you prefer something that's much more functional? Um, we went through a number of those type of tests where it's just like, you know, should we make it look cool or should we make it really, uh, you know, functional for the user and, and useful? Um, so, and yeah, would, we went through a lot of that. And I would imagine you get various answers, too. Some people want one, some mm -hmm. people want the other. So you kind of ultimately have to come to a consensus. And then basically you, uh, you individually, you specifically, it's your call at the end of the day what, uh, what, what goes in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And again, you know, it's just, it's really kind of utilizing, you know, what's already out there too. It's, um, you know, we've got, uh, there's other uh, game, you know, like the, the 3DS, you know, things like that. Like we, we can look at those, uh, how those consoles did it and um, sort of uh, take lessons away from that, um, which uh, actually is, you know, one of the things that, uh, that we had have to sort of the challenge with this new controller is that you know now you're dealing with two screens right you've got uh, your attention your attention is sort of uh, diverted right um, it can only be on you know one one display at a time so how do you how do you um, sort of balance that attention and make it so that it's not um, you know too jarring or too uh, isolated onto one screen, you know, I mean, it's, um, there's interesting challenges there that, uh, that we had to really sort of iterate through. Well, let's dive into that then. So the controller is really one of the things that fascinates me the most about it. And as I was thinking about it and then reading some of the, uh, interviews that you've done already, um, as you announced the game and showed it, I think between the Wii U 
in a couple of months in smart glass whenever that comes out. This could be one of the best things for sports gamers in that on my controller now, I can do all of my game management, my play call selection. I can rifle through that. I can check to see who's, you know, what injuries just happened. I can challenge a call. I don't have to pull a bunch of stuff up on a menu on the TV. Um, mm-hmm. That is revolutionary and I think could wind up being probably the coolest thing happening here so if you could walk me through i just said a whole bunch of stuff about the controller walk me through everything i can do on the controller how that looks and how that that works related to all that game strategy and play calling and stuff yeah absolutely um so the first area uh that we wanted to sort of focus on was um your play calling right Mm -hmm. um so typically on our other consoles uh you have uh, a very simple sort of play calling structure where you have to select one thing at a time and you move on to the next step and uh, if you ever decide to change your mind you got to back up through all these steps to the beginning or wherever it is that you want to make your decision point and uh, and then work your way back to the place um, what we wanted to do you know we wanted to find a way to improve that right so having um, naturally having sort of the touch screen allows us to be able to not only give the user the ability to sort of touch uh, tap their way through those menus. Um, but we also have the ability to lay the playbook out in a different fashion. So um, what we're showing on on our uh, on this device is we lay the entire playbook out for you. Everything is sort of right in front of you. So you have your list of formations. You have your list of sets that uh, come out based on the formation that you select. And then you have your plays uh, that you can swipe through based on the set that you selected. So at any given moment, you can go right back to the very beginning and select a different formation and have everything update all at once and have the plays right in front of you all at once. Um, it makes it's it makes it for a very a very quick uh, experience. Um, it, again, you know, you have all of your sort of information right in front of you. There's no guesswork involved as far as like, do I need to toggle left or right to get to this particular formation or set? It's all right in front of you. So it's really quick to sort of look at it, disseminate it, uh, pick make a selection, swipe through a couple of plays, and, and get back out onto the field. And what's um, happening on the screen, on the t- TV screen, while this is going on in front of you on the touchpad? So on the TV screen, we're showing you um, all of the scriptables, like the guys, you know, going in the huddle and, and okay. uh, basically all of the, the beauty shots and that kind of stuff. Um, there's really nothing uh, at that point, right? You're in play call, so your attention should fully be in your playbook. Right. Um, so yeah, so we didn't there was uh, we didn't feel like there was anything necessary to really put on the TV other than what was already there. Right. No, that's... From, actually, I take that back. We do give you a little indicator that tells you, hey, look down at your screen so that you can <laughs> pick a play. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and that, you know, again, that was another thing that sort of came out of playtesting is like, uh, you don't realize people need these cues, but, uh, you know, you do. It's a new experience. People aren't used to having two things to have to look at. Right. Um, so you kind of have to, you kind of have to poke them a little bit, you know, and, and say, hey, you know, down here, look at, look at what we're doing. So. <laughs> But you're right. You are really going against, you know, especially an old guy like me, 20 plus years of playing a game a certain way. All of a sudden, you're really introducing a fundamental change, which I think is awesome. But it takes a little bit of getting used to. 
Absolutely, it does. Um, yeah, that has been that was made loud and clear to us during <laughs> our play tests is that uh, people just um, they're used to playing it, you know, the way that it's been played for years and years. And now we're asking you to, you know, to basically change the way that you are familiar with how this works. So, yeah, it requires some uh, some prodding and some uh, uh, relearning of like how the process works. But it's by no means, uh, you know, complicated or anything. It's really a matter of just where your attention is. So what other kind of features is Madden 13 for the Wii U? Uh, what other Wii U-specific features um, are we going to get when, uh, when we play this this fall? Uh, so um, also uh, kind of embedded in the playbook, um, so in, in our other uh, on our other platforms, you can do substitutions through uh, on the fly. You know, while you're picking your plays, mm. uh, we wanted to make sure we had that again. You know, with a touch-enabled device, it allows us to really simplify that um, that experience because uh, we can just show you a diagram of the formation, and you can just simply tap on a guy. We give you a list of players that you can substitute into that position, and it's done really quickly. Uh, much more quickly than you can do it on a on a controller and on the TV. Um, so that was also you know another way of just sort of how do we how do we speed this process up you know for the user and make it intuitive and um, uh, we definitely accomplished that I think there. Then once you get out of your playbook and you get onto the field and during pre-play, um, we have different mechanics for both offense and defense. Um, when you're on offense, the cool thing is, is that you can now. Uh, so we show you, it, we immediately show you um, a top-down view of the offensive and defensive formations on the field. Um, so you can see all the players, you can see their uh, the names of the players on your team and the numbers for everybody else. Um, and then all you simply have to do is tap on one of your receivers, and you can draw them a new route. Um, you can see all of their their current play art and how it's going to sort of line up against the defense. And the cool thing about the top-down perspective is that you now get a very clear view of like where the weaknesses in the defense might be, and you can specifically you know point your receivers to go and you know sit in that that perfect spot you know in the defense in the zone uh, you know so that you can deliver the ball to them and exploit you know that uh, that weakness. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh... One of my friends, uh, Twitter handle at Ryan the Lou, asked the question: Is can I draw? Can I draw it so the guys just run around in circles like idiots? My assumption <laughs> is that you can't really do that. Whatever sort of motion I draw is going to get. I would imagine there's a whole bunch of specific lines or roots or something tied to it. It's not just <laughs> I can't you know make my guy slam into other guys or have them fall down or something like that. But I'm making an assumption. Um, if I want to be silly, can you, I be silly with that? You you would be wrong. Um you <laughs> actually can do that. Oh uh we That's do give crazy. you the ability Yeah, we do give you the ability to to draw whatever route that you want. Um of course, you know, you suffer the consequences of you know, if you want to draw your name on the field. Uh sure, that's fine and great, but I guarantee you it's not going to be useful. Um so yes, it, it you know, we we didn't want to restrict people from being able to do whatever they wanted. Um I feel like, you know, anytime you take control out of the user's hands, uh it, it the the potential is there to create sort of a negative experience for right. them. So uh, giving them sort of the freedom to do what they want. I think it's it's something that the Madden community has always wanted. Um, 
this is uh, obviously, you know, you can't do this on our other platforms. Um, and it literally allows you to create your, your uh, it, it literally allows you to create your uh, play on the fly. So, um, this, again, you know, this is something that the Madden community has wanted for a long time, and uh, they've, the, the ones that we've brought in uh, have been just really ecstatic about having the ability to do that. So we've talked a lot about so far about the gamepad. Um, is there support for what I believe is called the Wii U Pro controller? It kind of looks and feels like the 360 or PlayStation 3 controller. Is that part of the game? Could I play it with that controller without the gamepad if I had to? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're supporting okay. uh, the gamepad as well as the Pro Controller and the Wii Remote and Nunchuck. So, um, yeah, anyway, most people will most you know well people that are coming off of the U of jeez uh, off of the Wii will have a Wii Remote most likely. Um, so they'll be able to jump in and play you know multiplayer games uh, locally you know right out from the get go um, if they feel more comfortable with having. Um, you know, the Pro Controller, which is uh, more similar to, like, an Xbox controller, uh, they'll be able to do that, too, you know. So, um, yeah, we wanted to make sure that uh, there weren't any any uh, barriers to uh, to let people play any way that they wanted to on this console. Uh, another listener question from the at Real Jeff Solo, my friend Jeff Solomon says, are there any motion-specific controls? Uh, so you mentioned the, the Wii mode and the nunchuck. Anything motion specific in there? No, actually. Um, so again, this kind of goes back to uh, you know what our tenants were at the beginning of this, which was to make it a uh, core simulation experience. Um, so we we actually removed all of the motion controls. Um, we wanted to get away from sort of the waggly uh, Wii experience. Um, you know, again, along with the cartoony graphics and um, you know some of the other things that the Wii version was known for. Uh, so it is it is a straight you know press this button you know do this thing kind of uh, controller experience. Not that I am an old angry man, but as an old <laughs> angry man, I just want to say thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first person to uh, to thank us for that. Believe me. Um, you mentioned yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where sometimes uh, what you think is what people want, um, you know, isn't always what they want, and you know, you, that's you live and learn. Exactly. So you mentioned graphics. Um, mm -hmm. How does the game look? Is it uh, does it look like a 360 game? Does it look better than yeah. a 360 game? I mean, what what if you were to sort of describe the visuals of uh, Madden NFL 13 on the Wii U, where would you put it? How would you describe it? Uh, it is, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. It's, um, it is, it's a beautiful looking game. It's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, you, it, it is exactly what you would expect a high def Madden experience to look like. In, in a couple cases, you've actually mentioned some things that are better from a visual and uh, presentation aspect with, uh, with the Wii U than the 360 versions. What are a couple of examples of that? Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if there's anything that's visually better. Um, we're, our goal was to uh, get it to a consistent experience with our other platforms. Right. Um, so that you know that was uh, you know first and foremost was was to get to that point. Um, there are things obviously that we do on the on the tablet or on the uh, 
touchscreen that um, you know you can't do on the other platforms, and that's kind of where we tried to uh, focus you know our, our sort of visual improvements on as well. So I meant to ask when you when the game when the play is actually happening, what uh, is happening on the gamepad on the touchscreen? Do you it, are you also seeing what you see on the TV then, or is it just kind of like a hey look up at your TV? There's something going on there. Um. So we're still kind of in a um, we're still kind of in a mode where we're not we're we're developing that portion oh, okay. of it. Cool. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not that I don't want to talk about it, but it's uh, something that quite possibly be, may be changing depending on the uh, direction that we go with it. So sure. um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, there's there's really nothing I can say about that at the moment, but. Um, uh, rest assured, there will be something happening. Um, <laughs> it, it just depends on what what it what we end up with. Could just be a picture of you looking up, saying, "Hey, look up at your TV." <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't be anything quite like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it'll be something. Uh, it'll be something. Cool. So let's walk through the different modes that we've got. Um, I mean, I, I'm assuming we, we've got, you know, your season or franchise. I mean, I believe we've got connected careers. We've got online. Walk us through the different ways that I can play Madden NFL 13 on the Wii U. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, our big, uh, you know, our big focus this year was on uh, getting the connect career mode in. Um, it's kind of a reintroduction to the franchise uh, and superstar mode sort of uh, sandwiched together. Um, it's kind of it's the it's the deepest career mode uh, you know that we've ever sort of presented or had available, and um, it's great. Yeah, you're you're able to uh, start a career. Um, you're able to either create a player. Um, we uh, we have uh, game face our game face technology that's available where you can upload a picture of yourself and put yourself into the game. Um, and then your, you know, your face will be in all of those presentation, all the presentation aspects of the game. So you'll see yourself at the beginning and during the cutscenes and in the pop-ups and all of that kind of stuff, which makes it really cool and really immerses you more into the experience. Um, or, you know, you can play as, um, uh, any existing NFL player and just start their career from day one. Uh, and then, of, of course, we've got the um, the legendary players. That's part of this mode, uh, which allows you to play, you know, some of the, the football greats out there from the Joe Montanas to the Barry Sanders and the Elways. Uh, um, and you can pick, you know, one of those guys and relive their career, or start a career from scratch. Uh, but not only can you play players, you can also play as a coach as well. So, um, again, you know, start your coach from scratch, pick a legendary coach like a Madden, um, you know, or Dick Vermeil or, uh, you know, some of the other, the, the great coaches that, um, have been out there and, um, yeah, it's just cool. I mean, it's, um, it's this great new sort of, uh, role-playing type of experience. Um, you're earning experience points as you're going through the mode and improving, uh, your player, or your coach as you go and, and just trying to get into the Hall of Fame. And this is available and, both online and in a in an online uh, experience. Yes, exactly. I was just uh, I was just going to mention that that uh, the online portion of this is awesome because uh, you can actually connect up with uh, 31 other people and create your own league and uh, go through you know these these seasons and improving your players and coaches and. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And then we also have uh, the the ability to, um, outside of the game, you know, you can go onto our website, 
and manage your team from a website. Um, we've got um, a, a, a Twitter feed that uh, every week, you know, we've got um, NFL uh, commentators that will send out tweets about what's, go- what's happened, uh, what's going on that you can uh, have sent, you know, directly to your Twitter on your phone or wherever. Um, so there's a lot of cool, like, like social stuff there, too, in that mode. Love that. Uh, and, uh, by the way, friend of the show, Todd Zaniga, has uh, contributed significantly to those Twitter feeds. Uh, so if he, if anything um, inappropriate comes up, it's not the fault of Erie Sports. <laughs> it's Todd directly. We know where to Todd's point the name. finger, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, yeah, so aside from Connected Careers, um, we've got the uh, all of the new presentation stuff, uh, you know, which I mentioned before. Like, we've got the... The great, uh, the, the new commentators, Jim Nance and Phil Sims, in our game, um, which I'm sure you know if you watch football, you're familiar with them working on CBS, and uh, uh, they have just you know this fantastic, you know, amazing um, banter that goes on between them, and all of that is kind of present in our game, and um, the stuff, you know, everything that I've heard has been has been phenomenal, uh, and has improved our commentary, you know, to uh, to new levels, you know. Um, and then, of course, our, our broadcast package that we're doing this year, we've got um, much more of a, uh, a broadcast feel with, uh, uh, with the cameras, you know, the authentic cameras that we had in last year's game, uh, taking that to the next level. And uh, we've got the 3D booth with, uh, with Jim and Phil in it. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, just all sorts of great new presentation uh, features in the game this year. Now, what about some of the uh, some of the improvements of gameplay, like the uh, you know, the new read and react defense, and the elimination of the leap and linebackers and the psychic defensive backs, and the improved mm-hmm. passing? You know that that we've already seen in NCAA and is part of what uh, you know Madden 13 for the 360 and PS3. Is that going to be in there as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Total control passing is, uh, you know, is is really cool. You know, the ability to lead your receiver in one direction or another, um, and having very accurate sort of control over that. Um, the elimination of uh, of psychic uh, DBs is, as any you know, uh, uh, knowledgeable Madden fan knows. I mean, that's always something that's you know, been a bit of a sore spot, I think, yep. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so to not have that is uh, is great. I mean, you now have these uh, these defensive backs, and even the wide receivers as well, you know, they have to look back. They have to react to the ball as opposed to automatically reacting uh, because, you know, the game is telling them to. Um, everything looks much more natural. Everything looks the way that you would expect it to look and the way that you're uh, used to seeing it. Uh, sort of play out on a Sunday, so um, it's that's a, that's a definitely a big one for us. I think one of the other cool things, and I think it's part of total control passing, is the icon is grayed out until the point in time when the receiver would potentially be aware, you know, or he's reached the point in the in the route where the receiver would be sort of expecting a pass to come. Is that part of also what's exactly in the, okay? Yes, exactly. That's exactly how it works. Um, yeah, the receiver will. It'll be. Uh, it'll clearly be communicated to the user through that feedback of their icon being dimmed out when they're facing away from the quarterback or haven't made their cut yet um, to the point where they're ready to receive the ball, and their icon will uh, will illuminate. And then, um, yeah, it's um, uh, you know again that's a, a new feature this year. It's um, 
it, it works really well. Um, you know, it's another one where it, it just uh, it realistically portrays, you know, how these receivers run their routes and how, you know, in the past, you know, maybe you would be able to deliver that ball at any point and have an equal chance of catching it. Um, this time around, you know, now you have to be much more aware of where they are, where they are in the particular point in their route, and making sure that you're delivering the ball to them when they're ready for it. And this is the moment in the show where the internet explodes, because, <laughs> as we know, the controversy, such as it is around Madden NFL 13 for the Wii U, has been that the well, two two key items, but one in particular that is not making its way to Madden NFL 13 on the Wii U is the Infinity Engine. Uh, the Infinity Engine is uh, sort of the real-time physics around the collision of players together and how they interact. And uh, it's not in your game uh, this go-around. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we just, just ask the question, why isn't Infinity Engine in there this year? Um, you know, it's just one of those things that we just were, we weren't able to include. Um, you know, there's... Um, there are a number of factors involved, um, but, um, you know, we have to prioritize things in a certain way. We have to weigh uh, risks. Um, we have to, you know, we have just, uh, you know, a number of factors that work into making these decisions. Um, and, you know, keep in mind that these decisions are not uh, something that we lightly make, right? Right. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really it was it's it was one of those tough decisions that we just had to make and we had to make a call on and um, you know at the end of the day we still have all of these other great you know specific unique uh, Wii U features that we are including in the game you know again our yes. playbooks are, are are being able to draw the offensive routes being able to change your assignments on defense um, you know we've, we're bringing new things to the table. Um, so, but it is something that, you know, we will get, get around to, um, you know, in a, in a future version of this. And without sounding like an apologist, I mean, frankly, I am, and I'm on record on, on a couple of different shows in not only being okay with this, but I have a tendency to look at this as well. If you have two choices of either getting a really good, and I'm assuming the game is really good, getting a really good Madden game on the Wii U at launch or not getting one, I'd rather have the really good one that doesn't have Infinity Engine and the other one that we're going to chat about as the Madden Ultimate Team, but having one that does take advantage of some of the cool features, especially like we've, that I've been talking about. And again, this isn't, yeah. it's not to, to, to be an apologist or whatever, but I mean, mm -hmm. especially the thing that I've realized over the last couple of days in talking to you and in talking to Matt Pryor is that Number one, you have to take a cut of a certain code that you have to work with. And number two, when you're working on a brand new platform, you're getting updates. And there are just – there's a lot of different stuff that you could do. And I assume the major reason that you made the decision to not include the Infinity Engine was for, the for A, your ability to hit the launch date, and B, for the game to be as stable and as fun as possible. And I'm probably putting exactly. words in your mouth, but I would imagine those are a couple of the biggest reasons. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would agree with all of those. <laughs> so, yeah. um, the Ultimate Team, too. Let's talk about that for a minute. Now, Madden Ultimate Team is also not part of it, but clearly, again, it's not because you guys sat around the table and just said, no, nope, don't want it. Um, it was um, 
Although it does seem a little, it, it's probably for a little different reason because I would imagine the code behind uh, the uh, you know the Infinity Engine is an on-field thing, whereas the Ultimate Team is more of like an infrastructure and a database-oriented mm-hmm. kind of a situation. Yeah, um, it really. Yeah, I mean that's part of it. Um, you know, it's it is an entire it is an entire mode. It is a much more complex. Um, structure than uh, some of other things, uh, mostly because, uh, one, it's online. Uh, two, it, it deals with uh, an entire commerce, um, you know, within the game itself. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, simply put, it's just um, the online space is always notoriously very difficult to work in because there's a number of factors that can influence uh, risk and you know the way that things work and the way that you expect them to work on one system doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to work the same way in another system. Um, so there's a lot of typically online features have, I would say probably uh, are, are, are typically like twice in magnitude um, as far as the complexity, complexity and difficulty um, to getting them to work and the amount of time that it takes to get them to work. Um, so we, our effort, you know, was to make sure that we were getting as many online features as possible into this version, uh, given the time constraints that we have, and everything else, you know, uh, again, you know, you have to make those hard decisions, and just, uh, um, this was just one of those things that we uh, had to make a hard decision on, um, but it, again, you know, it's one of those things that we'll definitely be looking into for future editions. So let's talk a little bit more about online. Um, outside of just the mode of connected careers and things like that, um, there is concern in the community because Nintendo's history with online, it hasn't always been its focus, and that's probably uh, a little bit of an understatement. So uh, right. our Twitter uh, handle at uh, Billy Joe Bob wants you to assure him that online is going to be awesome with Madden on the Wii U out of the gates. Um I can guarantee you that online will be awesome. Uh, we, you know, it is fully supported. Uh, we will have, you know, your uh, head-to-head matchups. You will be able to use your uh, gamepad and the touch screen against online opponents. So you'll both be able to uh, have a touch screen on each side and be able to do your pre-play adjustments and your play calling all through the touch screen. Um, so that's actually, you know, a huge plus as opposed to in the offline space where, you know, you're only going to have one gamepad. Uh, online head to head, everybody you know, each each person will be able to have their own touch screen and be able to use, take advantage of those uh, of those features. So um, that was something that we wanted to make sure that you know people could engage in and really make make use of and utilize uh, the new features that we're adding in this year. So you know, uh, the competitive head to head stuff is going to be there. The lobbies are going to be there. The leaderboards, all that kind of good stuff. And then again, 32 uh, player, you know, connected career also as well, where you're going to be able to play head to head against all those guys. You know, you bring up something interesting and almost a little awkward in that Nintendo does not allow for two game pads to be connected to the same Wii U for local multiplayer? Um, it's not that they don't allow it. It's um, it's literally, well, so they announced support for it at E3. 
Uh, however, they you know they added the caveat that it's not something that's going to be supported at launch. Okay. So it's something that you can uh, you know that you potentially may be able to look forward to in uh, Madden 14. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunately since they're not going to have support for it, we can't either. And I'm presuming that's far too complex as something to try to patch in if it becomes available early in 20. You know what? If it becomes a, available a few months after launch, it's. I mean, you don't even know what it'd be because it hasn't been there yet. But I'm assuming it's a little much to try to patch into Madden 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's not really something I can speak to, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. Um, the technical, you know, uh, complexities of that, I have no idea to be honest. Um, it, I, I, yeah, I would be completely. Uh, speculating on whether or not it was possible so uh, yeah um so this is a launch title uh there's yes, a lot absolutely. of pressure uh with being a launch title um pressure that yes. i can imagine but i mean like what what is it i mean have you worked on launch titles before a game that absolutely positively had to ship when a new platform hits the streets um I have indirectly. Um, I I did work on uh, on Madden 06 back when we first uh, were introducing it on the Xbox 360. Um, I was definitely present for <laughs> the uh, the complete breakdowns that were happening around that that game and how uh, incredibly difficult it was to get that out the door. Mm. Um, uh, it's it, probably it, another yes, podcast I mean, in and of itself, I would think. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, it's always, it's always. Anytime you're coming out on a new platform, uh, especially at launch, and typically with, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, things constantly changing over the course of the cycle, and uh, sometimes a a, uh, a condensed, um, you know, schedule to get it out on time. Um, you know, all of these factors. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they really kind of grind on you. I mean, it's a, it's a stressful experience. It's a very difficult thing to go through uh, sometimes. So, um, you know, we have to make sure that, uh, you know, we're communicating that the, that there's always communication, um, you know, that we're planning ahead of, uh, ahead of things, you know, and, and, and just making sure that we're sort of anticipating things before they happen and, and just trying to be as prepared as possible and, and make the experience as smooth as we possibly can. Um, but by no means is it easy. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would imagine, especially because of the visibility as well. I mean, you know, all you have to do is go on the Internet and see, and this is one thing that drives me crazy, is the criticism of the game already right? because of, you know, no Infinity yeah. Engine and things like that with, without really even understanding the incredible amount of, of uncertainty there is around the game during its development and then having hit the launch title. So, again, I mean, yeah. I tend to be empathetic because I'm in the, the business of software development. But, uh, you know, con on the other hand, consumers have certain expectations and things that they want. So you're under a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure to try to, yeah. <laughs> try to please a very and, vocal and community. Yeah, and and to be clear, you know, by no means is it an excuse. Um, right. You know, it's this is this is what we signed up for. You know, I mean, these yeah. are. It's not like we don't know what we're getting into. Um, right. It's just you know, uh, you, you make the best with what you got. You know, and exactly. um, um, our you know the Madden community has always been a vocal community for uh, for 
better or for worse. And, um, you know, we listen to what they say. Like, uh, we encourage them to give us feedback because, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're making the game for them. You know, it's, uh, they need to be able to voice their concerns and voice their opinions. Um, and we need to listen and we need to react. So, um, you know, they've made it quite clear what it is that they want and what it is that they don't want. Uh, but of course, you know, like you mentioned, without having uh, the ability to really, um, you know, they, they, a lot of times, you know, both uh, the community and the media, you know, jump the gun and they, they tend to, um, you know, they, they tend to just uh, focus on certain aspects and uh, not the entire picture sometimes. So, well, Hopefully today we've let uh, we've let our listeners get a picture of the entire picture of the game. I am really looking forward to this. I'm excited about it. Um, excited to to be able to use the touchpad for my play controls and the substitutions and all those kinds of things that don't sound like a big deal until you probably start to actually play it and then you realize how mm-hmm. cool it is. I'm just excited about a new hardware coming down the line. I'm excited that EA is supporting the system with both Madden and with FIFA out of the gates. I think that's a big deal. And um, mm-hmm. one more listener question before I let you get out the door. Sure. And I again don't know if you're the you're you're able to answer it per se, but uh, Bobby KNC, Bobby Keith has, if allowed to answer, so caveat right there is what's the power of the Wii <laughs> compared to the 360? Two times, three times greater or lesser? How would you sort of categorize? the uh you know the power of the Wii U compared to the current generation consoles. Um you know I would just say that you know the Wii U is um it's a very powerful device and uh you know we're just really enjoying implementing you know the, the unique touchscreen features that we're able to um you know again with the play calling the preplay adjustments and you know we're just excited to to be able to see you know what other fun things we'll be able to do with this console moving forward. Um it's um yeah, I think uh, I think it'll it'll meet people's expectations. Well, I'm looking forward to having a good time. Uh, Yuri Bielaskirsky, producer, Madden NFL 13 for the Wii U. Thanks a million for taking the time out today uh, to talk Absolutely. to me. I appreciate it. It's been a very uh, very entertaining and very uh, very educational hour. So thanks a lot, and uh, <laughs> right. good luck the rest of the way with the launch of Madden NFL 13 for the Wii U. Great. Thanks a lot, Rich. We hope that everybody enjoys uh, what it is that we're doing here. So thank you again. Well, that's part one of the two-part Wii U Sports Preview. Be sure to tune in for part two with Matt Pryor, all about FIFA 13 for the Wii U. Thanks for listening to this episode of Box Score, brought to you by Games Radar. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes and give it a rating, too, while you're there. I'm your host, Richard Grisham. You can follow me on Twitter. My handle is Rich Grisham. Tweet me any thoughts, questions, or comments about this or future shows. And also follow Games Radar at their handle, Games Radar. Until next time, this is Richard Grisham for Boxcore.